Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor. From time to time, we give you a bonus episode on this podcast feed. This one is called Floor's Yours. It's from Sean Rochester, Timothy Bain, and Tony Schwartz as they go through the NBA and a focus, of course, on the Miami Heat. After Christmas week. And now, the latest floor is yours. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. What's up, everybody? We are back. I want to make sure I enunciate that correctly, unlike our normal co-host, Brian Fonseca. We are back on Floor is Yours tonight. Uh, Join with me tonight. I have Timmy. I got Manny on the ones and twos behind us. Uh, Tony will be here any second. Uh, to join us. Brian is taking a holiday break. I don't know where he is in uh, in New York, but it is what it is. We're going to hold it down, right, Timmy? We got this. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> we um we have a little bit of a, a kind of a list of things we're going to go through, but it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, kind of free flowing. And if you have comments, we'll throw those up there. And if you want to talk about certain things, but we're going to start off by jumping into the Christmas Day, Christmas Day games. We're not going to go game by game. You know, let's just talk like overall observations, things you saw. What impressed you, Timmy? Um, I'm so happy for Dante Exum. Um, coming up, he was supposed to be this top, top three player. He, he got all these injuries, and now he's been the glue. Him and former Heat, um, Derek Jones Jr., have been the perfect two-way players to play with um, Luca. Like, during that game, they said that TJJ has made more threes this season than he's made in his entire career. So I'm happy for two guys who have bounced around to find their fit and making Luca look like an early uh, you know, MVP candidate. So that, that stuck out to me. And also... I mean, Lakers and Celtics is normal. Nuggets and Warriors, you know. Um, I'm again, as I'm happy for Jaime. Um, he's able to go on that Christmas stage and really show people that like he's him. Yeah. So I was I was in Miami, and now I'm back in Philly, which is I went from 80 and sunny to 45 and rainy, which is absolutely freaking ridiculous. But Jaime was incredible, and. I mean, I've watched I've watched a lot of the games. We've all watched a lot of the games. Seeing him in person was interesting because you can follow I could follow him better than when you're on the broadcast, right? Where you're you're being given a certain angle. And the stuff that he does away from the ball when you're not really supposed to be paying attention to him, he's always in the right spot. He's getting better defensively. Not always in the right spot there, but he plays so damn hard. That's what impressed me the most about him, and just the level of physicality that he plays with at his age is uh, is pretty incredible. Um, 
you know, obviously the, the, the game itself lost a little bit of luster because uh, Joel Embiid wasn't there. Jimmy Butler wasn't there. And then the Heat have other, you know, kind of minor complimentary injuries there. Um, but obviously the Heat got a win. Um, in terms of the Dallas game, I did not stay up for that. Uh, I Unfortunately, I missed the whole, uh, the what was it, 50, 56 yeah. and 15. He scored more than Booker and gave you the combined. And it was like, Luca is so good at the demoralizing FU threes. Like he just would pull up. Mm-hmm. Like those were painful. Like I could see the life leaving KD's eyes every time he pulled up for that. Yeah, Manny makes a good point. That game was uh during the Ravens Niners. So between the Heat game and uh and that Luca game, I think a lot of people missed it because they were probably watching football. Um let, let's stay on the topic of the Phoenix Suns because there's uh there's been some some news coming out of Phoenix, which may surprise some people, maybe not surprising other people. Uh, KD is not happy, which seems to be a trend, um, depending on you know wherever he goes. So, what did what did you take out of that that news that KD may not be happy with his situation? And some people were saying he deserves better. Like, how do how do you feel about that? It's just so strange. Like, yes, he's always played with top whatever players, and maybe he isn't used to being. Um, the man, whatever, right? But it's like you're 35. You're having arguably one of the best, your best seasons ever. And it's understandable that Bradley Beal has been hurt. Like you, you gave up some assets, some depth. You get Bradley Beal. So I'm just so confused as to why all of a sudden, Kitty's now putting on a ticking timer for what? It's not like they've been completely healthy and have been losing. So I thought that there would be some kind of understanding that you know you guys green let this trade for Bradley Beal, even though he had the injury history. And all of a sudden, it's been an issue. So that's just it. Just and, and it hasn't been said by anyone else yet. So I don't know if that this was like some some internet smoke, but it just it's so, it's confusing to me. Beal has barely played. Yeah. It, it's it, 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 you're 100 right. Beal's played like two games, I think. I think yeah, played like, and, and really really one, one and a half. Really one right one and a half. He didn't finish yeah. the second game. And. You know, I know obviously early in the summer before the Dame thing, he was the guy we thought, you know, and then we saw the price tag and we were all disappointed. And this is, I don't want to say it's not surprising because that's another human being, right? We don't want to like wish ill upon him, but it's also not surprising because as basketball fans, we've seen Bradley Beal be hurt. It seems like every single time and time and time and time again. So like to your point, KD being upset or, he deserves better. What exactly did they think was going to happen when you have three huge contracts? I really four, if you include Nurkic, you knew you weren't going to have a lot of money to spread out for the depth. They actually, I think did a pretty darn good job of filling out the roster. But those guys haven't really played up to the, 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 the summer of greatest player, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah. Those guys haven't played like Utah. I don't think Utah's even played yet. Um, So maybe, I don't know if he's disappointed in the role players not playing up, but again, they're role players for a reason. They're not um, games, just like how um, the Thomas Bryant thing. Like Miami, Miami fans always argue over the backup center. Like it's the backup center position. Like so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just very confusing. Like, what did you expect, Kevin Durant? Yeah, and I think I do think, but I do think it's worth monitoring, especially with the the deadline coming. I don't think it's an actual trade again or something like that, but. Maybe yeah. um, you see Bradley Beal gets gets flipped sooner. Like maybe he gets sent to a a Charlotte for a Haywood and a Rosier. Like that, that's what I could see. 
maybe that's yeah. where this trends. Like people are saying, oh, another team. No, I think it's more so his patience with Beal maybe is up, and then they yeah. use that Beal and, and they don't have a lot of ass. Yeah, they don't have a lot of assets. That's the only thing. Like they have to do things that they can move from their roster because their pick allotment is basically gone. You know, they use right. that to get those guys. So I don't know. Like you could move Nurkic's salary, and if you were going to go without a center somehow, or you were going to play one of those role players. But Nurkic right. has another year on his contract. You're not moving Ooh, that without two, more, two, more, yeah. two years. Yeah, you're yeah. not you're not moving that without attaching a pick. So you know, I do think though, if Phoenix can get things gelled. Those three guys on the floor for a decent amount of time, they're still a dangerous playoff. Yeah, I, I, I have no fear. Play. That's why I said the whole Durant thing was like confusing. Like the man has played one game. He he hurt his ankle in the second one. Like what's really happening, Durant? But I, yeah. I do think maybe it's it's a precursor for maybe a Beal trade. Maybe, possibly. And Donut Dan, uh, if, Manny, if you can put that comment back up, obviously he has that no trade clause. And that was one of the things that made his value or his price tag so low. Because you know he he could control that and the years in terms of people not necessarily wanting to take on that length of contract. Um, so you know Tony, as you come in, we're, we're, we've talked a little bit about Christmas Day games. So we'll get your uh, you know your thoughts on what you saw on Christmas, but also we kind of started zooming in on the Phoenix Suns and just the rumors about people uh, you know people not being happy there. Whether it's KD, whether it's Beal, what what's going on there? So we'll kind of put a cap on the sun's talk because we've done that for probably too much time tony what did you see on christmas day and thank you for being on time even if you were just a few minutes late yeah yeah <laughs> late but on time you know he should show up early just late it was a it was a fun game a fun day of games i thought that the celtics kind of stamped themselves as when things are working right they are the best team in basketball they're the the 49ers of the nba um and that's kind of how I felt about them for a little bit. Now they get in their own way, the same way the 49ers do. They stamped that. Um, really appreciated some of the effort from guys like Luka Doncic to make that a night, uh, to, to show out at that platform in that moment. Um, same thing with the Heat victory. Coming out of that game with a, with a win on that day was pretty big. Uh, stars showing up when the moment mattered. That was really cool to see. It was a great slate of NBA games. Mix that in with some NFL football. I had a really good time that day. But you didn't learn too much. At least I didn't feel like I did. Uh, I learned that the the Celtics are probably the best team in basketball right now. Uh, just when they don't get in their own way, which sometimes they do regardless. And it's so funny, right? So my, I watched basketball with my mom, right? And she saw the six wins. They only lost six games? Are they that good? So just get that, that reaction from my mom was interesting. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll circle back to them if we start looking, you know, even more forward. At, but right now, they're they're the class of the East. I think everybody would agree with that. And and then Milwaukee, and then teams start falling in place there with the Sixers, and the Heat, and so on. Uh, great comment about Jason Tatum being Brock Purdy. I don't know. Maybe Jason Jalen Brown is Brock Purdy. If you're if you're thinking that Brock Purdy is fraudulent, and um, I will also say goodbye to my Brock Purdy uh, 16 to 1 MVP ticket that I should have cashed out early and <laughs> I thought I was going to get that 16 to 1. Anyways, speaking Porzingis. of. <laughs> Kittle, Kittle has two poor right? That's true. That's true. Speaking of bad tickets, let's talk about another bad thing, and that's the Detroit Pistons. They have now lost 27 games in a row. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to. 
It is absolutely incredible. I referenced this, yeah, an NBA record. They broke the record last night against the Nets. Um, I, I mentioned this, and I'm going to get your guys' take on this. I mentioned on the timeline last night, my first varsity coaching job, I lost my first 23 games. My first season, we went winless. Uh, inherited nothing. Monty has a whole lot more than I had. But we were able to turn it around pretty quick, and I don't know if Detroit can do that. And I don't know if Monty's the right guy for the job either. So I'll start with uh, start with Timmy. What do you think about this whole Detroit situation? 27 losses in a row. And, and looking ahead, and we're going to talk about the schedule in a second, it is uh, you know Boston's on deck, Toronto, and then a West Coast trip. It's not going to get easier for Detroit. So I said it all summer, um, and I, I love their prospects, but no one on that team can shoot. And say what you want about it. Um, spacing matters, shooting matters. And Kate is I like I like Kate, the boy I can't shoot. Ivy did some things last year, but Monty did us this thing where he he bets plays and doesn't talk to them. So he took away Ivy's confidence. Hayes didn't play for the last two to three years because he can't shoot, but he's a defender, so Monty did that. Um Stewart, bless his soul, added a shot this year. Durant and Durant can't shoot, so it's like what? Like I'm not even as shocked because no, I love us all. Like that boy is good, but no one on this team can shoot in the in the year of our Lord, 2023. You cannot feel out of five man roster where only one or two players can spread the floor. You just cannot do it. Um, and I don't know if Monty is just going to like hold firm and be like, no, 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 we can play big players and just no, um. And honestly, you looking at the roster, I don't know what you do. Um, maybe you start Cade and Burks and Bogey and another shooter and Stewart or Durant just to uh, get the offense flowing some more. But but then but then again, you reduce your talent. But at this point, playing your talented players, all these minutes is not going to work. You're going to start playing fit. So I think that's the issue. They're pushing talent, but the pieces just not do not fit. Like it's very painful. And it even and then also it's. They were up by like five with six minutes left. They uh, definitely find ways to lose games. No, there, right. There's no doubt right. about that. So yeah, they, they were up five, and like I don't know if that brain just cuts off during with a lead. Like okay, that's um, like how how can we lose this game? So it's I don't think this is a fireable offense because he did inherit a bad roster. I'm gonna say a bad roster, a poorly fitting roster, but. This was going to go down as one of the worst losing streaks ever. Like it already is, but I, I foresee it going much, much longer. Before I swing it to Tony, you know, the one thing to keep in mind is he took that team in Phoenix and really nurtured and brought up that group. Like he's done this before. He also did it in uh New Orleans. He brought that group up. Like I think he's a good coach. I just think he's the wrong person for this job. And I just wonder because remember they paid him big money to go there. I don't think you can get rid of him. Like, I don't think that's the solution. And I'm going to, th- I'm going to throw it to Tony and then let's come back to like, what do you do? And we'll talk a little bit about what their roster looks like. How do you trade and things like that? Yeah. Manny's got the, uh, the schedule up there. If you can, uh, if you can't see the, the reds are all L's. Those are all losses. That looks like, um, that looks like one of my fantasy teams to be honest with you. But um, Tony, what do you, what do you think about this whole Detroit situation? First of all, macro view, one of the funnest streets in NBA history. I am loving it. I'm tuning into every Detroit game 
with a buddy of mine and we are just praying for losses. Uh, this is more destructive than any year of the Philadelphia 76ers process season. I think that we have to credit Monty Williams, this alternative take, with one of the best tanking jobs ever executed in NBA history. It's it's incredible. I Timmy's right. It's a weird fitting team. There's too much youth and not enough veteran talent uh, that – can do multiple things in the basketball floor. You know, the couple of vets that they have are kind of a lot. I think uh, Bojan's an incredible talent. He, he's a connected passer. Uh, he could be a facilitator for you, a pick and roll operator, a three-point shooter. Right now, he's the best three-point shooter on the team in volume. Uh, Isaiah Stewart has been that guy with like a 40% three-point rating for like a majority of the season. Good for him. Problem is you can't play him with your other young guys like Duran and, and Thompson and Bagley. Uh, Isaiah Livers, Jaden Ivey, I go through the list here, Killian Hayes, Alex Burks. None of these dudes are really shooting effectively this year. Uh, and a lot of those guys that we just mentioned are off-ball players and not off-ball players in ways that impact anything when it comes to offensive versatility. So why do they lose games down the stretch? They don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> they put the ball in Cade's hands and they're all just cutting off each other, hoping that something good is going to happen. And it doesn't because you're playing an NBA defense, not a YMCA squad. Um, so, you know, they, they just need some vets on that team. I think that there's a, a, an ability to restructure some of this and, and make it all work because I do like Monty Williams as a coach, but the message of, of dig deep and fight for your brothers only works when those guys know what the hell they're doing on the basketball court right now. They have no clue. Uh, and they don't they haven't been together long enough with that coach to develop a process. So, you know, it's, it's it, to me, it's fun watching them lose. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm really loving one of the best tank jobs in history. It's it's crazy. And, and Manny, I'm apologizing because I didn't realize that uh, Spotrack had an endless amount of pop ups. You're working you're working overtime. <laughs> doing that. Crazy. <laughs> They're more active than the Pistons defense right now. Those pop ups are like Bogdanovich. I saw someone in the comments. um Donut Dan just said, you know, Bogdanovich, like he had a lot of value last year. He's on a technically an expiring contract because the next year is is very little guaranteed, only two million guaranteed. So you could get yourself out of that. Joe Harris, twenty million dollar expiring. Like what you you can like you could use those to take on contracts that people may not want. Have you like, seen the rumors? What, what, do you, like, what do you guys see here? Like, what do you do on this this roster? Like, how do you fix what's the problem? So, so they're, they're looking at Miles Bridges and Tobias Harris. Like, I don't know if you want to add Miles Bridges to this team. Yeah, he could he could definitely uh, you know beat up a losing streak if he if he got his mind on it. I mean, <laughs> Brian's not here, but we still got jokes. I mean, he's he's known to swing swing on a. I don't know. Oh, anyway, yeah, um, hand too, yeah, he does for sure. I mean, like, I don't feel like you would move. I like Jalen Duran. I like what Sasser was doing earlier in the season. Like Isaiah Stewart, he seems like a guy that you could get value for. I don't think like long term you you can't move him. Like, did you know they they call them they they call them their bomb? Okay, they well, called right. Stewart their bomb. Yeah. The heart and like soul. Udo is our BAM too, I guess. But like Killian Hayes, I'd trade him if I could get a second for him. I mean, he's yeah. he's gonna have to get so- extended this summer. I think I would hang on to Jaden Ivey and in our store Thompson because they're too young to like let them go. I mean, you've invested in them. Monte Morris, same thing, expiring contract. Alec Burke, expiring contract. Like 
whatever you can get for those guys. But I don't think I would necessarily add a bunch of salary long term because I don't know if that's what's going to get me like get me right. Like I don't want a bunch of veteran guys. I don't want like Gordon Hayward to like fix me up in Detroit. Like what's that going to do? Win me 10 games or something like that? Like it just I don't know like what you do, you just try to continue to pile assets, but they've been piling assets for a while and and it's not getting them anywhere. Yeah, so maybe I think the best thing they're going to try to try, try to get a, a better fitting for and and you said that they have almost 40 million just in expiring. So maybe they do get a and Tobias is about 39 million. So it's pretty clean to go get Tobias. And for what it's worth, they said he, he is a good uh, vet to some younger guys. So let's just say you get Tobias RS that gets you maybe with seven, seven more wings, seven more wins, sorry, than you would have gotten. Um, maybe you maybe you build up the vibes better, maybe. And like Tony said, um, Tobias hasn't run, won anything, but maybe he. he Maybe some heap in parts that I've not done. And maybe that's the goal. You, you get a four who can also be a bit of a vet. He played in Detroit before, too, I think. He right. did. He did. He did. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, we probably spent way too much time on the Pistons. That's probably the most time anyone's talked about the Pistons in NBA media. So congratulations to us. Um, they're 15th in attendance, which is great. I actually went... Back in like 04, 05, 06, when we had that rivalry with the Pistons, I went to a lot of games. In that time, it was the Palace at Auburn Hills. It was it was a very good crowd. Like their basketball up there is is something that they enjoy. And it's you're right. Like they do deserve better. Nobody deserves to watch a team that's lost 27 games in a row. I mean, that's terrible. So we'll move off of the Pistons. Something uh, a little bit more exciting and uh, a return of John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. I do not believe have a loss, right? 4-0? Since he's returned, and two of those games being buzzer beaters, and you guys, I'm just going to send it to you because that's that's what I was going to go to. Great segue for for those on the podcast. Uh, we have uh, Timmy and Tony uh, flashing fake weapons. So, so my my issue is this, right? I uh, 
it's not a it's not guns guys it's a it's a new Orleans dance right but John needs to understand the type of thread that he is walking on like you can't you don't come back from especially you come back from and do a dance that could be interpreted as gun fingers um luckily Bleacher Report and other sites were on his side and posted the LSU. It's basically it's an LSU, LSU dance. It, it is kind of cold for Ja to catch a lob in New Orleans and do LSU dance. That was dope. But if that turned the wrong way today, that would have been pretty bad for their good vibes. Um, my fair and some of... Go ahead, Sean. No, I was going to say, to your point, you know that there are certain people, certain parts of the media that are looking for anything that Ja does. He flips on his Instagram live to show that he's walking uh, puppies across the street. They're going to be like, oh, why is he on Instagram live again? He shouldn't do that. He There was a thing about his dad saying that he's keeping the same friends, and I saw people reacting to that. Like, what are we doing? Like, he's a human being. Like, if maybe you can question his friends, but you don't know his friends. Like, there's right. so many layers to this that, like, Let's just chill out with telling a guy what he should or shouldn't do. Yeah. So I, I like the 4-0 run. Um, my only fear during the summer was three of your best players are now 6-3, 6-3, and 6-4 and with, with um, dinosaur arm. So how does Ja Smart and Bain get you past uh, Clippers and Denver? So that's that's what I'm looking I want. I was waiting for Ja to come back to see. I do like the talent, but I don't think you could win with Bain Garden Kawhi or MPJ, um, you know, that's going to be a disaster. Tony, what do you think about the whole the jaw return Memphis Grizzlies and their, uh, their potential, I guess now being not whole because they have so many injuries, but with jaw back. Yeah. We touched on it a little last week. Um, he, he's talented enough to, to take them wherever they need to go against teams. Like Timmy just said that aren't big enough. Uh, or they're not big enough to play. Like, they're just going to lose those games. And they, I'm talking mediocre size. Uh, mediocre teams with good size will, will kill them. They're just they, – they, they can't rebound the ball well enough as it sits right now, and they, they can't create enough possessions for themselves to do anything. But they can win enough games against, you know, lengthy teams that are smaller. Uh, they can win enough team games against teams that are small in the first place, like Golden State and – Sometimes Miami, depending on how many people want to show up to work, it's they they can win games here. But I think they have an opportunity. It's a good story for for Ja to continue, you know, Player of the Week that whole thing, and then continue to develop um, his his legend because coming back the way he did was a hallmark moment. Um, I, I think they're in a great position to add a lottery pick to this core. You know, they're, they're not competing for a championship this year, no matter how right they get. I don't care if uh, everybody comes back and they have some guys coming back and everybody should be back by all-star break, save Steven Adams. I don't care if everybody comes back. Like, they should be trying to get this lottery pick, add it to this great young core, retool, reload, and go in the next season as hard as you can. Um, but I, I think it's tough because Ja has competitive fire. And what do you do with a guy like that? You know, he's it's going to get well. wins. Yeah. I mean, smart too, and you paid him money, so it's tough to just bench that and and sit on that. And I think it would be hard to go the route. I see uh, Van Lee in the comments, and other people are talking I about agree. flipping Marcus Smart, yeah. which I I do. I think that would be a smart move, no pun intended. Uh, but <laughs> they, 
if you start selling guys off and you take away from that competitive drive of Ja who wants to push into the playoffs and he's going to believe in his mind, no matter who you have with him, the four on the floor with him are going to be able to be good enough for him to compete. If you try to, I don't want to say tank, but you you intentionally aren't trying to necessarily win games and you want to get that lotto pick because you think in the long run that's going to help you the best, that's where, like, I don't know, you, you get stuck in that middle of competing versus what's best for the franchise. You know, front you saw You saw what happened with them. You, you just saw it happen with Dam, you know, learn yeah. from others' mistakes. Learn from others' mistakes. Yeah, and, and to Van Lee's last two comments here, Memphis could – I think Memphis could be OKC because I think they're lengthy, but they don't have a lot of size as it sits right now, and they're getting Clark back, yes. But uh, will that matter? Like, are they going to beat the Lakers the way that they I'm look? sorry, Tony. I don't believe – I don't agree with you. I think OKC would smoke the Grizzlies. I'm with it. I'm with it. Oh, you're gonna get a fight from me. I'm just saying the matchup. You know, it's possible. And and OKC is gonna be like last year with the Kings that people are going to doubt them until they show in the playoffs that they can actually be that team. Um, so let's let's segue with that. Like let's let's talk kind of moving forward. We're at about the one third mark. I mean, the Heat have played thirty games, so it's a little bit more than that. But like, what do you guys? Let's look at the West first. You know, the standings-wise, you have the the Timberwolves up at the top. They've created a little bit of a gap between them and Denver, um, and then it's Denver, OKC. The Clippers have came on strong. You know, they started off a little slow, but now the Clippers are in the fourth seed, tied with Dallas, who's playing right now. I, I saw in the comments, Luka Doncic, 20 points in the first quarter against the Cavs. Uh, then you got the Kings. Yeah, it's, it's crazy what he's doing. Kings, Pelicans, Rockets, Lakers, Warriors, Suns aren't even in the play-in right now. Um, and then I would say after that, I mean, we just talked about the Grizzlies, but I think the Jazz, Blazers, and Spurs will start to fade away. So you're really looking at 12 teams. What do you guys – I mean, like, we can talk about the top. We can talk about the bottom. Like, the West is going to be a crazy interesting thing to see play out. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be weird shit that happens along the way. But, like, what have you seen in the first third of the season from the West that, uh, you know, has impressed you or – Think that is going to be a, a negative going forward. We'll start with Tony this time. I think a lot that's, that's impressed me is is Minnesota is consistently, uh, and we got I got a lot of shit early on these shows about <laughs> loving Minnesota, but they have a versatile attack man. They play defense just well enough to be. They're going to be a pain in the ass in the playoffs. And Greg's point about they haven't won a lot yet. They have to go through heartbreak i hear that but they've impressed me uh denver's still really solid out with true contenders like denver i'll wait to judge them until we get later in the year uh okc i think has potential to drop here and the clippers coming on has been impressive dallas staying five has been been really impressive and then from the rest of it it's a lot of concerns you know i think the sacramento sneaking up on people and and the way they play with pace and the connective passing i think that 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 time's kind of done everybody knows how they're going to play defense against them and, and how to isolate Sabonis in situations. The Pelicans are weird. Houston's weird. Uh, can LA win enough games to stay out of the play in golden State starting to come on. So what does that mean for Phoenix? Uh, and I think we kind of debated about Utah. That's a little bit of a wash, but you have these teams at the bottom. I think have opportunities now like Phoenix, the Lakers and golden state, all three of them won't stay where they are. Who's the one that's going to like get their shit together enough to win enough games and, and come up? And and when they come up, who, who's going down? 
and they, I'm, I'm kind of looking at that that Sacramento Houston range right there. Those three teams, uh, they're they're those 17 wins. They don't feel as strong as some of the Lakers wins. They don't feel as strong as some of Golden State's recent stretches. So it's a lot of those squads. A lot of question marks. Timmy, what's your uh, impressions on the West so far? So I do agree with Tony. As much as I was a fan of everything Houston did this summer, I do think they will fade and not to their fault. Like I like what Brooks has done that team, Van Vliet. I was a big fan of Jabari. Sent going is averaging 25 and 5. Like, solid team. My With the school. worst body language I've ever seen in my life. Ever. <laughs> he, ever. His 25 is so crazy because he looks very like nonchalant. ass on defense. Oh, very boy. nonchalant. But I do think just based on who was up um, around below them, they will be the ones to drop because we know the Lakers and Clutch. A trade will happen. It might be Levine. Uh, a trade will happen. Golden State, I, I, you can't um, count them out. And who knows what happens? Like Wiggins has been sick. Tremont is in counseling. Chris Paul is doing the best he can. And and like Tony said right before Tony came. I mean, sorry, Sean said before Tony came. The Suns will get Beal back, and they'll get it together. So just based on what I'm looking at now, as simple as the Suns replacing the Rockets, I I could see end up at the, as a tenth seed. Or the, the Grizzlies might do enough to get to the tenth seed. Might they might do just enough. So yeah, um, sorry Rockets. Um, I think they would be the ones they eventually fade. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I like that the the Wolves have taken on Ant's uh, personality. It seems like he, even if he might not be the loudest voice, like maybe Cat, Cat and Gobert are older. I think they have um, taken on Ant's personality. And the Clippers, like I said it when people say, oh, it's not going to work. Um, those guys are just, just too smart for them not to work. And I do think they will make one more trade because Tucker is not happy. Even though he should be happy, he's getting all that money at age forty. Um, I think they will. They will. They'll get Plumlee back. They'll get Plumlee back. I think they'll tr- they'll trade Tucker for for something. I'm not sure what. Um, but it's, it's a dog fight, man. Um, it's a wild wild rest for a reason. Uh, you know the the OGs, LeBron and Curry. I feel like that they're, they're starting to feel for the time, and I think the Kings will finally make like sneaky Raptors trade like get a Siakam or OG. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Murray has been hurt, but. I've I've learned, especially in the finals, to never count the, the Nuggets. Um, but it's competitive. Like you, you, you never have an off night. And you said earlier, Luca is not playing the same sport that these guys are playing. Luca is, Luca is on a different. He's on a different planet right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the West is going to be. I think you know the East. The bottom of the East is is bigger in terms of teams that you're not really worried about, as opposed to the West, where it's just three teams and there's not enough spots for all these teams that you all would consider to be good teams or at least, you know, playoff type teams. So we'll, uh, we'll skip over the East for tonight just because of time, but we're going to throw up a couple comments. So if you have anything else you want us to talk about, throw it in the comments, but I starred five. If, if Manny, if you want to throw a couple of those up and we'll, uh, we'll send them around to the panel to talk about. Um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with the first one. Ronald Fonte says, I know we've been injured, but what's our record? I'm assuming he's talking about the heat against contending teams. The eye test says we're winning the easy ones and dropping the contender games. Well, obviously I know we just won a game against the Sixers. I know we'll put an asterisk there because, uh, you know, Joel wasn't there. Uh, what's our next best win? Orlando Lakers. I'm trying to think of any uh, other. The, the Orlando game was was really good for us. 
Um, the, the Cleveland Chicago games were also really good wins, but I mean, our guys aren't showing up to work <laughs> when uh, we play yeah, big games, you know? Yeah. I mean, the Nets, you know, they're, they're somewhere in the middle. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point. Like, yes, we have, but you know what? To the past years, those are games that those Heat teams lost. And we seem to be taking care of business against those pretty good teams. Um, Tony, you want to take the next one? Yeah, sure. Let's, uh, what do we got? Let me get back to the screen. Bad what? coaching, questionable soft selection, question. The depth is going to be a question. I, I mean, but saying that we think Boston isn't good, and I, I rolled my eyes at you earlier, Van Lee. I'm sure you saw. They just are, man. They're, they're just talented. You need like seven guys to go to war with, eight guys to go to war with in the playoff series. The question becomes like, it's too, like you guys saw what Kristaps Porzingis looked like outside of that lineup, and they went right back to old Boston. The thing is, Kristaps Porzingis doesn't have the Boston like he doesn't have the stink on him yet. He doesn't know that they like to beat themselves when the game matters. Uh, he doesn't know it yet, so he's kind of balling out and he looks really good. But you know, he's that team's a Kristaps stub toe away from going right back to where they were before. And I think Derek White's explosion has been great. It shows you how versatile that player is. Uh, he's he's still not thirty point a game guy, uh, but you know you you have a guy like that to get a stretch like this, um, but that'll settle down to earth in the playoffs, and and that injury screws them too. Hey, Missoula is still the coach, right? Yep, still there. All right, we're we're good, we're good. Uh, Timmy, take the next one. I don't know if we're getting him, but Murray is one of my favorite point guards in the league. I hate that he is a. A shooter, as but uh, yeah, man, he's a dog. Like, I hate what he's become in Atlanta. Um, I think Trey just brings down the level of competition with who he plays with because he doesn't pass. Um, but I'm not one of those Heat fans who think that we need like another all star. I think we just need like another good role player. That's my personal opinion. Um, Murray would be nice, but I no longer want to trade Duncan Robinson. I'm sorry, like that boy, good. What would be your ideal places for a DeJounte Murray trade? Like as someone that appreciates his game, where would you like to see him go to so he could flourish? Besides Detroit. I'm just kidding. Uh see but the issue with the oh, you know what? I actually could see him because CJ is not a point guard. I'd like to see him in, in um New Orleans. That's a in long team that. already. He's he's got long yeah. arms. I mean, that's yeah. I like yeah, that. New Orleans. New Orleans would probably be my pick for him. That would be that would be interesting. I know that there's been some Lakers buzz, but that's like the Heat every time that's, there's somebody. And that's like and that's that's always the clutch. Anyone who signs the clutch always gets gets the rumor to go to, to the Lakers. All right, let's do one more comment. If you got any more, Manny, and we'll get ourselves out of here. Uh, I think this is when we were talking about the Pistons. Um, hungry mid-level player looking for their own team and wanting to get paid. OG, Caleb Martin, someone like that, Clay Thompson. As a Bahamian, you know, I'm letting you know now that boy Clay is not accepting less than $25 million. You could You could put that as a scoop. That boy wants money. That boy is not ready to work for no vet minimum or no mid-level. Clay is looking for money. And that's from that's very close, very close to the sauce. I tell you what, that that's going to be the story to monitor. We talked about the West and pieces moving and teams moving. That you know, they say dynasties don't just uh, you know like 
slowly fade away, they crash and they burn. Mm-hmm. That That's coming soon for the Warriors. I still think they can get it together if they do certain things, but I also can see that thing just blowing up and being a disaster and you know guys leaving and uh, well, what the hell is going to happen next. But we appreciate you guys for coming in. Uh, Timmy, Tony, we threw this together at the last minute, Brian, being on holiday. Uh, but we appreciate everybody coming in here tonight, Manny doing the producing. Uh, we'll be back. Next week, continuing we'll on see with you our next, uh, shows. Next year. We'll see you next year. Next year, uh, exactly. 2024. Last show, we didn't get to our New Year's resolutions for uh, teams and players or even ourselves, which is probably good to keep that off the air. But uh, we thank you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll uh, see you soon. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.